Let's toast. Woo! Let's toast, toast it. Woo! All right, toast yes. it. Cheers. Cheers. Drink it and sink it. Drink and drink, it. No, wait, wait. Uh, kink it. Well, I don't know. Fuck Clink it, it and drink it. Yeah, that's what I meant. Clink Just it and drink it. it to your favorite libations. <laughs> My favorite what? Libations. Isn't that what drinking is? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. libations. I thought you libations? said vibrations. I was like, vibrations? that's kind of kinda 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 Oh, that was gross. <laughs> no, that, you just crossed a line. <laughs> Did I? Yes. Exactly. Wait, wait, wait. We have That's a line. a line I like. Wait, we have What's a line. That? I know. I know right? like, where the fuck was that line? <laughs> when he did. Blah, 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 blah. That, That's that was right. Crazy. Anyway. That's right. It's for, like, I thought about that when Gary was sucking in the nipples. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Will. Please be quiet while we start the show. <laughs> please, please, please. Shh. Silence. Hit it. Welcome to the con. Ah, hello, everybody. What a show we have for you today. We are going to go over what we are calling a geek and review geek extravaganza. There is a lot to discuss, a lot of little things that kind of happened this past uh, couple days that. You know, we've got a lot of thoughts on. And then after all that, we're going to share with you some poll results, some pop quickies. And let's just see where the show takes us. What do you guys say? Yes, let's if, just as see I where can the talk, show takes right? Us. As I yes, slur exactly. my words and chew on my sentences, you know, but what <laughs> else is new? <laughs> I know. But uh, again, that's, yeah, that's just us. But yes, we're going to get things started, folks. It right. is going to be the Geek in Review Extravaganza. So woo, woo, woo. without further ado, let's just get this party started. And here we go. It's time for the Geek in Review. Well, it happened. We got it. We got the sequel. We got the follow-up. We've got what everybody has been asking for and anticipating. Were we, though? Were we, though? Were we, we really, got though? It. This was what we didn't know we wanted, but we got it anyway. Yes. And that is Tiger King Season 2. <laughs> Who knew that we needed Tiger King Season 2? Who knew? Who knew? Man, I miss Joe Exotic. <laughs> I missed him up until I started watching this, so I don't Same really have anything to here. This <laughs> must have been greenlit at the at the peak of Tiger King season one when everybody was, you know, just like all well, up in arms. We were going through a lockdown, a pandemic. We were yes. freaking out. Our judgment wasn't the best, you know. No. So, <laughs> so we were kind of going so like, like. Wow, thank goodness we have this to binge. And then my life know, isn't so bad after right, all. Right. This is only gonna be a two-week flatten the curve type of thing. I got Tiger King. This is not so bad. <laughs> right. I'll hang out with my friends online. We'll talk about it. We'll 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 bond over this. Everything is just gonna be honky dory after we're done with our lockdown. That's right. Man, I can't wait to talk to everybody at the water cooler about this. Yes. But what is season two about? Is it more Joe Exotic? Is it more Carol Baskins? Is it more just tigers and cubs and bears and oh my and who knows what's going on? Just a lot of craziness. Tony, what do you think of Tiger King season two? 
We didn't need it. That's, <laughs> that's what I think of it. We didn't need it. So true. Stop at it. one. <laughs> you know, the, it's, this thing just does. It's so half baked. It's like it was like rushed. I feel like the phenomenon that was Tiger King was like, oh my god, the Net Netflix executives were like, oh shit, oh right. shit, this thing Green is just light taking this off. Shit, quick. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Let's get it going like right now, folks. Let's green light the season two. And honestly. It is it is just flat. There is none of the the I don't know. At so, this point, it's pretty sad. Tiger King season one was a train wreck, right? That you couldn't yes. stop watching. Yes. Tiger King season two is a train wreck that you want to stop watching. It's just yes. like, oh, exactly. Just that is out. a great analogy, Brian. That is, you're so spot on. And, you know, you're thinking that they're going to solve something with the Carol Baskin thing, and that ends up going nowhere. Nowhere. So it, just this whole thing is a mess. I, I don't need it. I, I watched it because I thought I was going to like it, and I was actually excited about Me too. Uh, Tiger Geek 2. And when I got into it, I was realizing how quickly I was just like, this was this was a flash like, in the pan. This was like a moment this? thing. <laughs> right? Yes. It was like a moment thing, right? And and again, it was a pandemic. We were all in this crate this crazy state of hysteria, not knowing whether the world was gonna end. We needed to kind of just see somebody that had a life that was a lot more of a train wreck than ours was. Yeah, and this exactly. hero comes out of nowhere. Hero. Yeah. Well, and, well <laughs> I call him a hero at the time because all of us in the entire nation were so kind of like enamored or kind of like, oh my God, this is freaking real. Somebody's and more effed up than me. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yes. It was the more effed up than me syndrome that we had. Yeah. And quite God frankly, I'm not that guy. <laughs> I, I'm a, yes, it, we don't need it. I, I just, Tiger King two is half baked. It is, it is, it is not, uh, God, it's, it's just not, uh, and I don't even want to praise Tiger King season one. This is, this is where I'm like having this hard time with it. No, my right? thoughts on season one has, has actually changed over the, over time, you know, yeah, because think, when it first came out, it was different. It was something that I wasn't expecting. It was, everybody was talking about it and they were right for the time. And then as time has gone on and I've thought about it and I'm just like, Man, like that is a a a, a life that I'm glad I don't live in. <laughs> you know, yes. like, and, and, and I, I, I thought, don't wish that on anybody. That just sounds awful. And and then when I thought it was going to be fun to go revisit it, it is not any fun. It, you no. realize just how sad everything is in this whole yeah. world. And the people involved in it's just so you know I've got other shit to worry know, about. Tiger King season two. It's pretty much. And to be fair, I've not seen the full season yet, but uh, I've just watched a handful of episodes. But so far, it has just taken certain people or certain events that occurred in season one, and they're just going more into detail about like a character profile type type of scenario. And at one point, uh, there was a group of people that were a fan of the Netflix series, uh, the season one, and were working on a legal case to try to get Joe Exotic pardoned by the president. And every time they try to present this for the president at the time, which was President Trump, every time that um, they try to present him with a pardon for Joe Exotic, some awful thing would happen. Either he would get COVID or he would, uh, you know, or there was the, the, the attack at the Capitol building. You know, it was just, 
one thing after another. It just seemed like uh, like it was just the circus just followed these people around, and it was just an awful, awful mess in our history. And it just kind of seemed to go hand in hand. And it was just like, do I really want to be reminded of the craziness and the chaos of all this? I'm kind of better off without it. That's yeah, just my opinion, I, though. No, and to me, this was the 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 feature of this was it was the bottom feeding of the bottom feeders, if that makes sense. You saw all of the worst come out, uh, of humanity come out and and try to latch on to this bottom feeder himself. And it, I don't know the lawyers in it. It just it again. I I think everybody's trying to one up each other with how yeah. crazy they can be. Well, and Yo. not only that, but you're just we're I think we're beyond this. I mean, we're we we've learned a lot. We're still dealing with our same issues that we actually I didn't I think everybody's so focused now on um, uh, this division that we kind of have right now. And that's taking up a lot of energy, taking up a lot of bandwidth. And quite frankly, this takes me back to a place where I don't want to be. I think I've evolved from where this thing started. And when I revisited it, I thought it would be fun. But I found yeah. it was torturous. I found it was not fun. I, I found it couldn't was, agree more. Can yeah, we talk was, about something that 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 is? Oh, I'm sorry, Wayne. I have to say one quick comment. Man, I didn't expect Tiger King to yeah. be this deep. This conversation about it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, right? I but know. I, I think Tony is right. I mean, like it's it's a return to the chaos. It's a return to a, a time where there was a lot of fear and. And yeah. and division and, and uncertainty and, and uncertainty. I think I think it was. And you know what I'm thankful for is that we have some good out there to look forward to, like Silk Sonic. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> Silk wow, Brian. Sonic. Yes, I happen Silk to agree Sonic with you. Makes us happy. Wayne, can you explain to us what Silk Sonic is? Absolutely, I would love to. So, for those who don't know, you must be living under a rock. But if you're not living under a rock or just getting out of <laughs> under a rock, Silk Sonic is a current collab. Right. Stop between... watching Tiger King and listen yes, to some yes, Silk Sonic. exactly. <laughs> so, it's a collab between Bruno Mars and Anderson Pac. So, a lot of people know who Bruno is. I think he's one of the more universally accepted artists, you know, since Michael Jackson. I'll, I'll, I'll almost yeah, he's to say. Uh, yep. Yeah. But that being said, uh, Anderson Pack, if you have not seen any of his stuff, he is legit, like rapper, singer, musician. The guy plays drums, like just ridiculous. So them, the combo. I them, implore you, if you yes. haven't had a chance to watch his tiny yes. desk concert on YouTube, I, I'm I, this. I had no idea who Anderson Pac was until um, my um, my brother in law actually came out, and he is a big fan of the series told me, hey, you need to listen to this guy. You need to just check out this tiny desk concert. And I was completely blown away by Anderson Pac. And when I realized that he was teaming up with Bruno Mars, Wayne actually had to turn me on to this. So I'm going to take it back to you, Wayne, because oh. you're going to do this far more justice than I ever will. So. Well, you know, the thing is, Obviously, you can tell I'm a big fan. And I was a big fan when they first dropped their first single, Leave the Door Open. And basically, it's a, almost like an homage to the era of the 60s, 70s funk, R&B. It's just that era. And you know, here's things. It almost seemed like it would be a parody, but these guys almost live and breathe it. So it seems, as Tony would say, very sincere. Right. I mean, it's extremely sincere in their performance. And and you know, I didn't get a parody vibe from it at all. No. 
But I mean, you know, I, 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 no, I not totally at all. agree with you, Wayne. I did. Yeah, it, it's on point. Yeah. Like, this was legit. I was like, wow. So I know I had you watch the videos recently. So I want to get your yeah. hot take response. What did you think of what you heard and what you saw? Yeah, let me, I'll be the first to admit, I am not a music guy. And R&B funk is certainly not one that I'm just going to jump onto that, that, that train, you know, like as a first choice. And it took Wayne suggesting it. You know, so, you know, just, you know, full transparency. Um, this would have been off my radar, but I'm glad he did because it was great. It was fantastic. And it made me happy. And, you know, we were just talking about, you know, we we have a recurring segment called Feel Good Fridays and and stuff. And, and Wayne suggested, you know, like, would this be considered a Feel Good Friday? And I totally agreed that it would. And I'm like... Man, this was great, and he, you know, he suggested some um, some good songs. Uh, gosh, one of them was like, forgive me, I, I don't know the titles right off the top of so my head, but one of them was leave like the door open, something, skate, and then and smoking out the, the window, skating. Yeah, skate, smoking out the window, and then what was the skate one? Just skate, just skate, just skate, which I think was my favorite. Um, yeah. But uh, it was it was fantastic, and it was easy listening, and made me feel good, and it was everything that was promised. And it totally took me back. Again, I am not a huge R&B fan, but this, I, I have not seen a musical act in a very long time that just has that thing, that magic. I don't, I, you can't right. really explain it. You can't really put words to it. It just, it, it just is. And Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack with this um, Silk Sonic, it is just everything it it is it is above the hype it is the hype it is it is just i i can't describe it other than saying it is just pure magic you know i the go oh, ahead. Sorry. i didn't mean to cut you off but um it was like you know the guys and i we often talk about like our work weeks and everything before the show and everything and i've had a pretty couple stressful weeks and it was nice listening to this because i instantly felt calm and chill and it was just kind of like, it was a nice kind of break, you know. And it was great. It was fantastic. It was it, like it, a, it allows you. It allows you to, to kind of be. Um, it just allows you to escape. Yeah. And allows you to just enjoy the moment, right? Totally. And I'm sorry, I keep breaking, uh, breaking in, Wayne. So uh, no, no, I'll no. I, you, I, uh, I love to hear you guys' thoughts on this because uh, you know you don't have to twist my arm. I'm, I'll, I've been listening to this ad nauseum. For better or for worse, Dana loves it or hates it because <laughs> I do. But it's just, it's, I think the the swag, the vibe. I mean, there's this so, such yes. an attitude. But it's, like I said, it's not like it's off-putting. It's just like, no, you're just like, yeah, that, that just, no. the, there's a groove to it. And I love it. I love it a lot. I love it a lot. And too, when, before I started listening to it, I thought maybe it wouldn't be, like, like there's a modern vibe to it with an old school feel. There's a modern vibe to an old school feel, which was really nice. And I thought it would be more old school than than anything and it wasn't. It was uh, it definitely had elements of old school but with a modern vibe and it was just kind of cool to see that kind of collaboration or how they could get that message across through music. It was really neat. Yeah. And I think that their voices complement mm -hmm. each other so well. I mean, it's just the ranges and yep. just 
they're, I mean, I, I wasn't sure how that works and I'm like, okay, I'm sold. And uh, just real quick point before, uh, before I finish real quick is that I would kill to go see them live. This, that show, I would love to see these guys <laughs> I was live. Just, I, Wayne, I was going to say that <laughs> again, if, if they show up somewhere, anywhere, I've already wanted to see Bruno Mars because I heard he's incredible live. Oren, mm-hmm. I think you have seen him live. Have you not? No. My son, okay, Park, I thought you did. well, no, Anderson Pack. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Okay. No, but my son has seen Anderson Pack live, and he just said it's a great show. I mean, he was telling me this like three or four years ago when he saw him in high school. Yeah. And it was just, wow. yeah. I mean, he couldn't, you know, he's telling me, Dad, you got to see this. You got to see it. And I just haven't done it yet, but I will. I, honestly, if they go on tour, guys, I, I will. I'm. I want to fly out. I want to join. I want all four of us to go see this show because, I honestly, this is everything uh, I feel that we have been missing in the past two years. It, it is a, a way for us to kind of celebrate through music, through a communal uh, event. And something that just makes us so happy and just so kind of in the moment and enjoying what is around us, the people that surround us. And again, I, I can't explain this any other way than to say this uh, Silk Sonic EP is just pure magic on every level. I don't see anything like this coming around anytime soon in the future. Um, and it does pay homage to the past, but again, to Brian's point, it stays current and it it just makes you feel so much better and it just it brightens up your day no matter where you're at in your life. You listen to this and it just transports you to someplace magical and uh, and you're happy. I, I I love it. I again I can't thank you enough, Wayne, for turning me on to this group. And uh, Brian, I know you've you've got something that you want to share before we move on to our next segment. But we felt this was so important that we wanted to bring it to our audience and just let you know um, if you're down in the dumps, if you're looking for something to pick you up, this is what the doctor ordered. So Brian, that said. What do you have to add? You're absolutely right. This is exactly what the doctor ordered, and this is a an instant pick me up. So we couldn't recommend this uh, more highly. So so please give it a listen. And uh, um, you know, I know Wayne, you mentioned that you would kill to go see them live. So speaking of killing, let's talk about murders in the building. Oh, what a segue! <laughs> oh, that was wow. a great segue. What a killer segue, Brian! Wow, you're the king Jeez. of segues tonight, Brian. <laughs> wow, man, he really is tonight. He's on fire. Yeah, He's kind of in his groove, right? I mean, geez. I love it. Yeah, Wayne. I know yes. you've heard at nauseum that you know Tony and I's opinion on this Hulu series, this Hulu original series, "Murders in the Building." Um, and you just shared with us that you recently watched season one. Um, please, what did you think? Tell us. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, it was so much fun to watch. Um, I, aside from the characters, the main characters cast, fantastic. I mean, and I know you guys are going to ask me a question about that in a bit, but one thing I really stood out to me or one thing that I did not expect was the soundtrack, the score, and how it was so well done. Oh. And, and the reason being, I thought about it, what brought that to the forefront was that death episode. That death, death you know, because, uh, you know, they, yes. you know, that one character couldn't hear, sorry, spoiler, but there's one character that does not, ha- can't hear. 
And right. that minimalistic soundtrack made it so poignant at so, so different moments. And then so maybe good. pay attention Tony to that. Tony and I actually forward. talked about that. Yeah, man, it was fantastic. Well done. So I, was, I, I really love it. I can't wait to see season two. But I know you guys want to ask me a question about it. So yep. I'm curious what that question is. So, yeah, Brian, why don't you ask him? You know, um, there's just so much to dissect with this series. But one of the selling points that Tony um, pitched to me was hey, you've got to start watching the show. The main characters go through a lot of similar similar things that we have actually done to put the knowledge of nothing together. You know, whether it recording in closets and, you know, using scripts and, you know, just, you know, directing each other and talking with towels over our heads. And, and it's on top of all that, the main characters we have found um, – have a lot of similar traits to uh, to Tony and I, and I just want to know from an outside opinion, Wayne, did you see the same things? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did. Um, <laughs> so first, I'll, I'll say this. Uh, the part where, like, you know, they had that pile of recording equipment that you did just bought over a period of time. Yeah, I, I, I know that's <laughs> you guys. That's a T. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! No, but oh my god! Yeah, th- that was so me. It's so me. Oh, me too. I, I mean, I would love to tally up how much money we actually spent on equipment that we don't use <laughs> versus the amount of money we spent on a current. I'm, on, a, on I'm a, looking a, at threes right now right. that like, are sitting right in my corner that I don't fucking use. Right. That I thought I was going but to. But I kind of feel like this is a podcaster's you know, like uh, trial of passage here. Yeah, <laughs> I I, th- I think that I think everyone goes through that uh, the process, right? And I think what was yeah. funny is like, for like say, uh, Oliver, right? I see a lot of traits for Tony with Oliver. Yes, just the eccentric Oliver, aspects. For those of you who don't know, is the is the Martin Short character. Yes. So uh, uh, this eccentric aspects, the uh, voicing of opinions, and kind of just going headfirst. <laughs> Head first. Let's just go right into it. Head first. And he's very, very <laughs> visual. And very, you know, he's got the plan. <laughs> and then inversely. Tony would make a great director. Brian, you are Brazos. You are Brazos. Uh, <laughs> you. You, with his very uh, Which particular Which is the C Parting character. Yes. The, the very, very <laughs> yeah. particular mannerisms that he has. And just uh, originally kind of, you present yourself guarded in a certain way, but not always. Not to everybody. But when you get in. Right, you're, you're all you're, you get the full show, you know, with Brazos. So, yeah. yeah, you guys are definitely in my circle. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. But and Wayne, show. what what do you think of my ass? My what what I have? Uh, I put you in the Selena Gomez role, so I I don't know if I'm way off on that or if I kind of hit on things. But I know it was kind of a, a rough thing. But I don't know what what do you what do you think so what what do you think uh, of that? I don't know. I mean, I, I know you mentioned earlier about how. <laughs> well, I don't look good, as good as her. That's for sure. Uh, you sec- keep things close to the vest, right? Yes, you do. I do. Keep I do. Things- I do. I do. So, I mean, I think that's definitely a trait that we share in common is that we are guarded. We are extremely guarded when it comes to sharing information. But um, I do see there's connections. But the two the two main characters, Steve Martin and Martin Short, yeah, there's definitely traits that you guys share with them. <laughs> To a to a fault. 
See, he just he just went Selena on me right now. Did you hear that, folks? I asked him a question, and then I told him he was guarded, and he he deflected and put it right back onto me. Uh, so well, that is a I pure do Selena move. So. <laughs> Yeah, right. What? Yeah, you didn't what? do that, right? No, right. I never did. This deflect. series to me is just so much fun. I know, right? Yeah. This this series is just so much fun. To me, it was more about the creative process more than anything because you need uh, it again. I I always go back to this one thing and that is connection. If you've got the right people in the right roles, anything is possible. I mean, this podcast is something that we all bring different aspects to and we make it our own. And I've only been recently more comfortable with this show and where it's at and its identity. And that is thanks to Oren. That is thanks to Wayne. And that is thanks to Brian. This is not a one person thing. This is a collaboration. And the heartaches that you see that these people go through, Brian has gone through them with me. I've gone through them with Brian. Uh, Wayne is somewhat kind of doing his own thing, kind of like Selena in there, <laughs> but it's, it, it really is. I, I just can't, um, it just shows you the beauty and how hard it is to kind of be on the same page when everybody kind of has a different thought process on how things should be going, uh, as opposed to the way they are going. So to me, this show encapsulates everything about collaboration inspiration and coming together and and producing something that's beautiful that transcends all of us together right? yeah you know i think what i liked most about um only murders in the building was that uh you you took these characters that had such polarizing uh personalities you know kind of like this show here but yet as 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 much as they're personalities might you know kind of push each other away they had the same goal in mind and it's how you got there together which made the podcast interesting and you know so there was a lot of personal connections watching it on tv and then um kind of if I, you're equating that to what this podcast itself goes through tony and i are very different people and we think very differently yes. you know and then we add the the more sensible people like Oren and wayne to to um balance us out and you get the knowledge of nothing podcast so this show is a lot of work you know it might not seem like it, but it actually is. It's a lot, a lot of work. So I'm told from Wayne, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it is a lot, a lot of work. So um, and uh. I appreciate everybody involved in it because I know we all love this show. It's a passion of ours, and we all care about it, and we all care for each other. Um, and seeing that on on. TV is kind of fun and and refreshing. But let me ask you guys this before uh, we drop the segment. Um, what was your favorite episode of this? Because I have one that came to mind that I absolutely loved, and I just want to know what yours was. And quickly, I'll just say it was the episode where we met the fan club. 
I just thought those yeah, people no. were quirky, <laughs> and I loved it so much. And that was awesome. I it's just, like we only have 17 hardcore yeah. fans, and I'm like, oh my god, yes, yes I these loved fans. It. They're making merchandise. You know, they're they're <laughs> outside their building. And they had signs, and they're dissecting the episodes and yes. becoming like little detectives in their own right. And they each had such different personalities, and I just I loved it so much. I wanted to give each one of them a hug, and that's how I would love to envision the listeners of our show as well. So I think that's why I really thought like, oh man, you know, there's so many similarities to our show. If we had fans like that, you know, which I'm assuming we we do do. have fans. I'm assuming we we do do have fans. I have heard from these fans this week. I've heard from two fans. Should I ever meet any one of you, I would gladly just shake your hand or give you a hug, man. I mean, absolutely. Thank you for listening. Because, and this is, we do that for the, those, uh, those listeners, right? We do it for those, those people that, um, will listen to us and listen to our nonsense week after week and be passionate about it. And, Again, uh, I know that's your favorite episode. Yeah. I'm going to have to go with Wayne's episode where it is the uh, it is seen through the perspective of somebody that is that cannot hear. Right. And to me, that was just how they were only how they only got away with one line of dialogue in the entire episode is just uh, a testament to the writing and to the music, to the score, to all of this, again, collaboration in order to make this one episode just so memorable by having one line of dialogue in in an entire uh, episode. It was just something that I could not fathom being compelling, but they made it that way. And the challenges they had to go through in order to make it that compelling um, I can't even imagine, but they pulled it off uh, flawlessly, in my opinion. So I, I that is my favorite episode, but that one with the fans is a close second because I feel like I want to hear more from our fans Gosh, about I, that kind of stuff. I would love that so much. But yeah, that that was my favorite. But Wayne, um, I digress. No, no, I totally echo you, Tony, about the that episode where someone has lost their hearing and you hear it through their perspective. But the sound design, I mean, that that's what drew me in. And then from every episode that was afterward, I was listening to the sound and music more, more you know, diligently now. I was like, wow, that was very fascinating. And I was very much intrigued by this, how, how they approached it. Um, but going back to your first question to me, Tony, or uh, about me and Selena Gomez and the guarded thing. It's, I'm always going to remember the first time <laughs> you tried to convince me to help you guys with this podcast and how oh my gosh <laughs> oh that was a train wreck that I, just just so you know episode. wayne i was convinced you were not on board <laughs> like, that's the last I time i'm ever gonna see this guy I was too <laughs> and i'm close to this guy and we brought wayne into this so the, this let me set the let the me set moment the you left i said he's not gonna do it, <laughs> he's not doing it. yeah exactly i said the same thing i said the same exact thing i'm like he's not doing it he's out uh, mind you we were in the middle of a pandemic i was still in anaheim at the time and Brian and I were talking about this show. We had our thoughts on it. Brian, I think we were what four months in, four or five months Gosh, in right? to what and the show was going books to be. Books of notes on what we wanted to try to accomplish. Yes, Ridiculous. and this is <laughs> this is where Brian is talking about how much hard work goes into this. People think that it's just something that oh, these guys just get on, sound like a bunch just of assholes, and then they, <laughs> yeah, exactly, and they put out. They don't understand everything that kind of goes with it. But again. 
I knew that Wayne's passion has always been sound editing. It, it is something that he loves to do. He has been familiar with it. So I was I just had this crazy Wait, idea. Just just to remind everybody, I had not met Wayne officially until this moment either. So Wayne oh, and that I That is correct. Wayne and I that did not know correct. each other at all. Zero. I mean they they kind I mean, of we know we knew, knew each other. of each other, but of we didn't other, know yeah. know each other. Yes, exactly. So again, I and Wayne, as everybody knows, I, I'm close with everybody on the show. And uh, I think I'm the kind of, uh, I don't even want to call myself the linchpin, but no, you're, I, you're the I glue. have the connection. You're the glue. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm the glue. Uh, so when I, I just had this idea that Wayne might want to just entertain us, just hear us out, just hear us out. And uh, I set the scene. We're in the middle of a pandemic. We're in... The space at uh, at at the George. That was the apartment I lived at. The space was a broom that we just made into a studio, and uh, I I facilitated this, not knowing how it was going to go. How I was this meeting was going to go between Wayne, myself, and Brian. Wayne, mind you, at the time, we're all being socially distanced. We're in one room. We're six feet apart with our masks on. And there's a chair on one side of the room, one chair on the other side of the room, and one chair near the door. Wayne was on the chair near the door. <laughs> and we are sitting there trying to convince him, Wayne, this is what we want to see with the show. Brian and I start going into like, well, I want to do this. I want to do that. And Wayne is just sitting there going, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> what did I, what am I listening to? I thought for sure we were, tr I mean, it, it ended up being more about me and Brian trying to figure the show out in front of Wayne. And Wayne was just sitting there, looked like he had just, uh, he was like a deer in headlights. Like, what the fuck is this? Why am I a part of this? I, that's what I felt. I don't know if that's what Wayne was feeling, but that was what I was taking away from it. I, and again, after that meeting, begging. Wayne, I never thought you were going to join the show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I full on expected Wayne to get up, walk out. And it was like that, 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 that moment in Team America. I don't know if you've ever seen the film where Gary comes in and he meets Team America for the first time. And they're like, yes. And then they all come together. Spotswood's like, hey, if you want to save the country, you can either join this team or walk out that door. And Gary goes, okay, fine. And he walks out the door <laughs> and, and he leaves. I thought that that totally. was what Wayne was I was actually was going surprised that Wayne stayed as long as he did. <laughs> yes, I am too. But uh, anyway, uh, Wayne, what, I mean, what were your thoughts at that initial meeting too? I mean, was it what we were thinking or not? Uh, I, I would say you weren't far off. And I think what do I, want to, I think I want to echo a scene <laughs> from, from uh, Mer only Murders and Building was that dinner scene where Brazos was being called out for his body language. And I'm sure I had the body language of being totally crossed arm, closed off. And I was like, what? I, don't, I was not engaged, op open-minded or, you know, or whatever you want to at call all. it at all. But I was intrigued. I was absolutely intrigued because obviously I came back. And the, and the reason being yeah. was that, well, yes. I, I was very adamant. It was like, I don't, not very, you know, I'm not very much a public person. I don't like being that open and you know, the, the whole guarded aspect. And obviously that was very much true then. But addition to that was that, you know, Wayne, I'm the same way. Yeah. But, you know, but the thing is like, okay, well, I want to help you guys. And here's like what else I had going on. I was like, oh, well, I could do some editing. That sounds like fun. 
Let's learn it. Let's figure this out. It could be a good opportunity to first, I thought I was going to just teach you guys how to do that, not do it, but that, that, that was not the case. Um, <laughs> but then, but the funny thing was, it, we've come a long way. No, 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 you guys I'm a slow learner, a long way. <laughs> but I, you know what? It, I didn't expect to be as, as part of this show. Uh, if that makes any sense. I was like, I didn't expect that to be something that I looked forward to that. I'm glad to be part of. And you know what? I, I thank you guys to, to throwing that out to me and taking that risk of saying, where I could have just walked out that door and said, nah, fuck you guys, you know? <laughs> but it was, it was pretty cool. It was, it, was, it was a great experience. Which we clearly thought right. was going to happen. And trust me, if I was in your shoes, Wayne, I probably would have. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's Brian and the Brazos. But right. again, to see these parallels play out in a show, uh, Only Murders in the Building, and to kind of uh, latch onto this and see these trials and tribulations played out as we were going through them, or uh, actually it was more in hindsight, um, it, it just it made that show even more magical because, again, when you find connection, when you find something that just makes sense to you and it just connects and clicks, this is that show for me. And I know it's that show for Brian. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Wayne, I, I hope you, you feel the same way. But it just is one of those shows that just clicked and it showed you the importance of collaboration, of trust, and also of just, um, again, uh, getting out of our comfort zones in order to provide the show that we do to you guys, uh, do for you guys every single week. So, Again, uh, thank you for this. Wayne, I'm glad that you enjoyed the show. And, you know, we'll get on to the next part of our Geek in Review extravaganza right after a word from our sponsor. Welcome back, converts. Our con men are back for more, and so is Soycat. Visit the Soycat Candles online store and stock up on 100% natural soy wax candles infused with essential oils. Animal, earth, and human friendly. Visit Soycat Candles at www.soycatcandles.com. That's www.soycatcandles.com. Soycat Candles. 100% soy, 100% pa-sum. Man, you know, listening to that Soy Candle sponsor break uh, just reminds me what a great Christmas gift idea that would make. Wouldn't yes, you agree, definitely. Tony? Yeah, Soy Cat Candles all the way. Right? You can never go wrong with candles, everybody. So if yes. you have that someone where you're just thinking, like, what do I, what should I get them? What says them? Get them a Soy Cat Candle. And remember, they are 100% soy and 100% possum. Some. Anyway. All right. All right. All right. We saw some movies this past week. Um, some some really good ones. And one that has been highly anticipated by me was Red Notice <laughs> on Netflix. And let me just tell you why. One, it's got everybody I love in this movie. It's like if I was doing the casting myself, this is who I would do it. You have Dwayne The Rock Johnson playing uh, in this as as a FBI detective, um, uh, uh, a kind of like a personality profiler type character, but one just love The Rock films and, you know, just just enjoy them all. Then you have Ryan Reynolds, where I'm convinced that if we ever met, we'd probably be best friends. So 
You know, oh, that might sound God. creepy, but I think it's kind of true. Oh, but geez. he's just a funny guy. I really like his his stuff. And then, of course, you have the beautiful, the talented Gal Gadot. And what a leading lady she is. I would cast her in everything. And she's already okay, the star of, of my fucking, dreams. Enough of your fucking, enough of your jerking off, enough right. of your fan wow. fantasy. Let's All talk right. about Red Notice already. All right, what did you think of the movie? I loved it. But there's no surprise there. What did you think of I, it? I, uh, <laughs> I thought it was fun. Okay. Stupid, stupid. but fun. Yes, it was very <laughs> stupid. It was over the Those top. Those are all it realistic, was, believable events. But, Come on. <laughs> dude, but I loved it. But I, I thought it was fun. I mean, it was fun. Uh, it was mindless entertainment. And the, the twist that they kept pulling with you I, I, yeah. intrigued me and kind of kept me going throughout the, the, the story. Um, it is a, a long con job. Ah, hey, call out to us. Anyway, uh, but was it worth the $200 million that uh, Netflix spent on it? Fuck yes. No. no, yes, it was not. It yeah, was look not. who they had in it. Brian, Absolutely. It was, yes, I get I hope it. for Red Notice too. But you could have yeah. <laughs> done that with myself. You could have nope. done that with you. Nope. You could have done that <laughs> with not have watched Oren that. Oren is playing the Gal Gadot character. You could I would have, have watched that. that. Any of that. I would have yes. watched that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would have too. It would have. It didn't matter who was in those roles. It yes, was it just, did. Yes, no, it, it didn't. Did. It was stupid fun. No. It was. It was. It, there's. No. There's nothing to write home about. It was. just... Just oh, over the top. It was. It paid homage to. I, I. I felt a lot of homage to the Mummy of all things, the Brendan Fraser version yeah. back. Uh, what in like around two thousand? But again, it was just. It was fun. It was. It fun. was dumb, and it, it was, was a. Fun. It was a it great was a way for fun, you to. Fun, which is kind of like Ryan Reynolds and Dwayne uh, Johnson's bread and butter, right? Fun movies, right? You yes. just. You just walk away. Just you laughed. You're entertained, and then of course you've got the talents of Gal Gadot in this, and there's oh, just God. no wrong here. I mean, this movie was Indiana Jones, uh, National Treasure, uh, you know, um, Ocean's Eleven, Wait, all rolled into one. Don't you, don't you dare, <laughs> don't you dare <laughs> even compare it. I did. To Indiana it's Jones. out there. It is it's not. Out there. No, it is it's not. It's there. not even on the you same level. You, not, it is not on the not same field. Kingdom of Brian, the Crystal Skull level. Not, you know what? No. <laughs> oh, 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 you had to go there, didn't you? <laughs> Fuck you. You Whatever. had to go there this with is Indiana Jones. Crystal Skull. Yeah, totally. Dude, it was not Indiana Jones. It, it was, was more a, National Treasure. It was it more was Ocean's Eleven. It was more Mummy. It was. It was like second tier. It was B movie pulp that was just mindless entertainment. It wasn't mindless, but it was entertaining. It, it, was, fun. it was mindless. It was fun. It was mindless, Brian. It was just uh, mindless. It was a it was a place where I, I can unplug from I the hope. Matrix and just watch this and not have a goddamn thought in my head and just be entertained. And that that's not a bad thing. Well, well, that is not a bad thing. Speaking of entertainment, I heard that you created a drinking game based on this show. Yes, I did create a... I'm not going to spend too much time on it. But I dare you. Anybody that watches this, I know that Orin has not seen this. I know that Wayne has not seen this. So I want them to be the guinea pigs for this new drinking game, drinking game that I have created. It is called the... Fake Reynolds drinking game. So this is the challenge I pose to Oren and to Wayne and to all of our listeners out there. If you have not watched Red Notice or if you, even if you have watched it, this is a great drinking game for Blackout Friday or any <laughs> other uh, nice vacation drinking times anywhere. Uh, I challenge you, when you watch this, 
My game is called the fake Reynolds drinking game. And this is the concept. I want you to take a drink every time you see a stunt double for Ryan Reynolds inside this film. I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to be drunk within the first five minutes, and then you're going to have a span of about 20 minutes where you're going to sober up, and then you're going to get drunk again in the middle, and then towards the end, you're going to get extra fucking drunk. So please, this is a fun drinking game that I want you to share with the world, the fake Reynolds drinking game. It is going to catch on. This is going to be hot. This is going to be, it's going to be coming in. Everybody's going to be doing it. And this is the red notice drinking fake Reynolds drinking game. Please. When you guys watch this, Wayne, Oren, when you watch it, I want to know a full report on how drunk you were after this thing was. And that is all I'm going to say about this. Red Notice, it's fun, mindless entertainment. There is nothing wrong with that. Everything has its place. This does too. But if you're going to look for something that is deep, heavy, and Oscar-worthy, this is not This is not the movie for well, you. Who the hell that wants to not. watch that? Because those movies are boring as hell. They are not boring, <laughs> they Brian. They are. Enough. I put Red Notice over any of those ones. Uh, you no, know, it's Absolutely. not. You know what? It, it pales in comparison to the next thing we're going to be talking about in this show. <laughs> Which and is? that was this lovely thing that we got to witness this past weekend. Brian and I, we have talked about it ad nauseum on this show, something that we are looking forward to, and that is called Ghostbusters Afterlife. And I am going to tell you right now this movie lived up to every expectation that i had is it a perfect film no but it is the perfect film for this universe it is the perfect way that uh that paid homage and yet it uh moves the story forward i love this film uh more than i probably should but you know what? That's just nostalgia, and I'm going to surrender to it. I love this film. Brian, what did you think of Ghostbusters Afterlife? Did it live up to the hype, or did it not? It absolutely did. I mean, oh, it was oh, wow. okay. so good. I mean, this was the perfect, uh, in my opinion, uh, complement to the to the other two Ghostbusters, the original Ghostbusters with uh, you know, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, you know, Harold Ramis and uh, Ernie Hudson. So it was just phenomenal continuation to the story. Um, it was, again, not a perfect film, but it was perfect for this. And it was exactly yes. what I needed. I've been to the theater since the theaters reopened and I've just not been impressed with what I've seen until yep. today. I just came back from seeing it today. And I'll I'll tell you, I was, I was captivated. I was... I was in the story. I was in the moment. I laughed. I, I teared up. You know, I cheered. And it was, this is the movie going experience that I've been wanting for and needed since before the pandemic. And I got it today. And maybe it's nostalgia talking, but like Tony said, it's exactly what my heart wanted and needed. And I, I couldn't ask for a better compliment to this franchise than this movie it is so good i may see it again i'm definitely going to own it when it comes out you know available to own and it i i hope that the franchise continues forward with the same career, uh, creative team i hope there's another one uh with this i don't know what it will look like but i hope there there's something more out there for it um um, I don't know, Tony, if you stayed for the uh, 
um, after credit cutscene. You know I did. Yeah, oh, good. Both scenes. Absolutely. Did you watch both scenes. I do have a question about that. We'll we'll talk about both that. scenes. I I only remember one, but anyway, we'll talk no, about the, you. Didn't, you didn't. I waited till the, the lights came end. on. No, I waited till the lights came on. So okay, we'll 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 talk. We'll talk. Okay. But uh, anyway, um, uh, anyway, I was just I, I I wanted to love this movie so much, and I absolutely did. And um, I can't speak uh, highly enough. So far, this has been the best movie going experience that I've had in two years. Brian, I, I could not agree with you more. This was actually the first time since theaters have been open that I walked into a packed theater. Oh. And that that actually brought this sense of, like, joy in my life. Uh, it, it, this sense of just joy of having, again, what I've talked about in the past, this communal experience, and going to the theater and going back to my temple and having everything kind of live up to the hype. I... <clears throat> again, I think this is speaking more from nostalgia, but the way that this film was just crafted, there was no better way for it this story to be told. Um, you have three generations that are in this film, and the way that they call back to my generation via the Paul Rudd character uh, was just beyond me because he's the guy that is us. He's yes. the geek that knows all about this stuff. He is the guy that he's, he's a the bridge. teacher now. Yes, he is the bridge between the, the the generations, and that is us. We are the people that loved this film, that cherished this film, and and saw the true magic of what it, it provided for us at the time in 1984 when I was just a boy of 11 years old. And seeing Ghostbusters on the big screen at the time was just, again, uh, I talk about magic a lot in this episode, but it really was. Uh, there was a lot of callbacks to the past. There was a scene in, in the school where uh, Paul Rudd is using a VHS cassette. These little things, you think that they're not, they, there is a reason why they are using VHS cassettes. There is a reason why a lot of this stuff is happening in this film. And it is to bring us back to a, a certain age, a certain way that things were done. And the fact that they brought this to Somerville, I don't know about you, but when I grew up, summer was what I always looked forward to, right? right. They're playing to that, that, that nostalgia as a kid, as us growing up, looking forward to all of these films that were coming out in summer. We got away from school for the summer. And in some cases, some of us had to go to summer school, like me, <laughs> several times. But I know you didn't because you had good grades. I did not, on the other <laughs> hand. So I was always a sucker at summer school while everybody else was having fun. And uh, the other thing that really got to me was there was a – this is just a small little detail. You see friends driving uh, teenagers in an El Camino, and everybody's in the back seat, and they don't have a seatbelt on. I know this is something that is frowned upon nowadays, but to me – that was something that was just normal. I, how many times was I in the back seat of a friend's truck or in my dad's truck with no seatbelt on, getting jostled around? There was something just fun about that. Yes, we could have died at any given moment, but you know what? There was some kind of sense of freedom. There was a sense of innocence to it, if that makes any sense. Um, to me, there was also the callback to the diner. The diner was called Spinners. It reminded me a lot of Mel's which was a drive-in uh, 
diner that was in American Graffiti. There were all these callbacks to the past that paid homage to it, but they weren't forcing any of this shit down your throat. It was just things that I noticed and I picked up along the way. And to have that bridge of Paul Rudd and uh, and one of the, the children's mothers kind of bridging that gap between the kids and also, I don't want to spoil anything, but uh, the ending of the film... Uh, it bridges the gap between those two um, uh, generations, actually all three generations. To me, it was just a magical film, and I felt Harold Ramis throughout this film. The way that they took care of Spangler in this film, to me, was just amazing. They paid homage, but they, again, didn't force it down your throat. It was not like episode seven, where it was a rehash of every beat, Yes, this movie was every beat of Ghostbusters, but at the same time, I didn't care because I was enjoying what I was witnessing. I loved the storytelling. I loved the way that uh, Jason Reitman just took care of these characters and and just loved them and and gave his all into these characters. Uh, his dad, Ivan Reitman, was the, for the director of the first Ghostbusters, so just to kind of have this whole family knit feeling to me um i'm not gonna dwell more on it but it hit every single note was it predictable yes it was but you know what it is that a bad thing no it was uh, i was tearing up in in i teared up like three times in this film and they were unexpected times where i teared up I teared up when I saw the little Stay Puft Marshmallow Men. How I mean, how ridiculous is that? That I'm seeing these little Stay Puft Marshmallow Men's, and you see them in the trailer. I know they're going to be there. I know they're coming. But it made me tear up for some reason because it was Paul Rudd's character who I was kind of living through and seeing this and being so just like, oh, my God, this is real. It's happening right now. And another one that I really teared up was when I saw the uniforms. And I saw Spangler's name on there. Uh, I did not expect that. It's a very quiet, very uh, serene moment where his granddaughter discovers his Ghostbusters uniform. Did not expect it to hit me the way it did, but it did. And, um, and of course, at the end, uh, I was just... The CGI that was done at the end of the film is unlike anything I have ever seen. It took me back to when I was 11 years old. And call me nostalgic, call me what you will, but this film just hit every single note. It's not perfect, but guess what? Nothing in life ever is, so just go with it, just enjoy it, and um, I hope that you enjoy it just as much as Brian and I enjoyed it because it really, really uh, hit home, and it hit with such weight that I was not expecting. Brian? What did you want to add? Yeah, you know, um, there are a few key moments, too, that I also teared up on. Um, and that was, uh, you know, uh, the whole scene where they caught their first ghost. You know, that whole fun segment, uh, the big chase through the town, you know, destroying property, which made me think about, you know, um, you know, Ghostbusters 1, 
where they caught their first ghosts inside that hotel and destroyed that the 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 dinner party, you know, and the, yeah. the flipping over tables for no reason. We just, came, we saw, you know, we, we kicked, kicked its ass, ass. <laughs> right? Um, and just destroying like a priceless chandelier. But you know, like there's just a lot of like destruction going on because these uh, proton packs, you know, they kick a mighty punch, um, and. Uh, it's just uh, so so that aspect uh, the aspect uh, and then you know towards the end when uh, spoiler alert so to avoid spoilers for Ghostbusters Afterlife skip to fifty seven fifty eight Phoebe the youngest uh, grandchild of uh, of Spangler's uh, you know takes that proton pack and just kind of you know helps the originals you know um, yeah. with that you know. You know, from behind her mom, you know, pretty heroic moment for for her. And I just, you know, like, you know, uh, felt my eyes kind of well up a little bit. And then, of course, all the the, the beats that you were talking to with the with the CGI and uh, and stuff. Very nostalgic. Very, you know. And, and I know you keep saying, Tony, this is not a perfect film, but you know what? It was perfect for me, and this was perfect yeah. for for this Same for here. this series for this story and. To me, I have no qualms on it at all. Um, nope. It will not win an Oscar because the nope. Oscar people, whoever judges, are kind of snobs. And this is more of a feel-good movie rather than an artsy-fartsy, boring piece of shit. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, so I loved it. I liked all the little puzzles. I liked the chessboard scene. I liked the uh, the how uh, you know Spangler was kind of communicating with his family through um, yeah. did devices. You, did you around- happen to kept? Did you happen to catch that he was kind of the guiding light? In yes, story? yes, absolutely. Did you capture and, that kind of that that nuance in there because he was that lamp, and uh, it was a guiding light throughout the story. And so. I was watching their opening moves on the chessboard scene, and they brought out their knights way too early. I'm like, who the fuck brings <laughs> out their knights that early? But anyway, I digress. But <laughs> um, anyway, it was a great, great film, and. Um, I loved it. I did see a thing today, though, that there's some online. And granted, for everybody listening, this is internet talking, so take that for what it is. They were kind of upset that um, that there wasn't enough homage being paid to Ghostbusters Two. Um, oh, with, who cares? I know, I know. I'm just saying it because it's out there, right? So I'm just yeah. you know saying it because it's out there. But uh, supposedly, um, uh, the director um, of of this one said, you know, like. Ghostbusters 2 is still canon, and hopefully we get to see more of that, you know, uh, a callback to that if, you know, there, there are future projects uh, with this. So that's something to look forward to. I hope that that, that ha- actually happens. So Yeah, so all in all, uh, this is the, per- again, Bryant said it brilliantly, brilliantly at the beginning of the segment. This, is the, this was the event that I have been looking forward to since theaters opened. Both of us just enjoyed this film immensely. So please go see it. And I know uh, we're going to get on to some other things. This has been a roller coaster of a ride for us. So I think we need to liven this up a little bit with some poll results. Oh, but quickly, before we get to that, I just encourage everybody, if you do go see Ghostbusters Afterlife, there are two post-credit scenes. So please stay until the end of the credits because there is a scene there that is... 
um, pivotal to what may happen in the future for the Ghostbusters franchise. So please, just stay through all the credits. Now, enough of all of that. We're going to get on to our poll results. I know everybody's been aching and wondering uh, well, you, I guess you could have just gone on Instagram to find out what the poll results are, but I'm going to share them. Last week, or actually a few weeks ago, Brian and I had this very deep discussion about cheesy bread versus garlic bread, and we decided we were going to leave it up to our fans to decide who was right and who was wrong. That's Brian, right. yes, Brian, you were leading, uh, you were. You had a streak going of what, two or three in a row? Three two, a row, right? two. But yeah, finally, this age-old debate will be put to rest tonight. So as, yes. just to remind our listeners, I chose garlic bread as the uh, the bread of choice for this question. It, and I chose cheesy bread. And we then put it out to all of our fans. And there was, it was, it was tight. It was very tight. It seems like all of our, uh, it seems like all of our polls are somewhat tight. But... <laughs> With 55%, that was just a nudge, 55% of the vote, the victor is Cheesy Bread. So I have defended, I have actually overtaken. Yes, (laughs) Cheesy Bread it is, my friends, Cheesy Bread. I love me some Cheesy Bread, and Brian. cheesy. (laughs) 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 I love it. It is cheesy, but, you know, it is what it is. So, uh, yes, thank you for all. I have now gotten the lead. uh, And let's see if I can get, I guess, two weeks in a row. I guess that will all come up to our next segment, Pop Quickies. And we'll see what our poll question will be for our audience this week. So, without further ado, let us get to the Pop Quickies. It's time for Pop Pop. Pop quickies. What ah. does the world famous Wayne have in store for us this week? I know. I can't wait. Uh, the pressure is real, man. I'm coming up with these questions for you guys, but I love doing <laughs> it. It's my favorite. <laughs> so I know our last episode, we did a lot of Turkey Day related questions, but I have one last turkey related question. Disneyland. Disneyland Bring is known for. No, no, no. No stuffing. Disneyland is known for their turkey legs. Is that a yay or nay for you guys? That's a yay. <laughs> oh my god, that's a yay. Yes, it really? is. That's a yay. Oh wait I, a second though. I see. I did. I see a dissenter though in our midst. Oh, Orin. Orin. What? Okay, Orin. Please, please, Orin. I need to hear this. Why no? I just didn't care for it. I just. It was wow. too salty. I don't know what it was, but it was just. You know, I think I'm a fan of portable food. Brian, yes, you're 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 a fan of anything that you can shove in your mouth and walk at the same time. I I love it. I'm a multitasker. Yes, (laughs) I guess so. Yes, and and walking and and eating that is a multitasking uh, event. But yeah, Orin, I'm surprised. No, I'm not. I'm yay on this. The only thing I have that is an issue, and I think this may be where uh, Orin might be coming from. I, I don't know, but. It gets sinewy. Uh, what is that? Sinew? Is that what? I don't know. There's yeah. a lot of bone. There's a lot of matter. And you kind of always have to kind of go through all of it. It is not a clean eat. It is a dirty eat. And if you are somebody that doesn't Sometimes, like to eat though, things on the bone. you just want to get dirty when you eat. You know what I mean? Yes, you just I, I agree. Be, I agree. Like primal. 
You know, you just want to yeah, be primal, like, but, but you know, at the same Stone time, Age, I want to be able to. You know? I want to. I want to go back to what you were talking about. I want to be able to eat it, and 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 multitask. I don't want to have to like pick bones out or like Mm-mm. kind of weed through the bones. That just gives you something the, to do throughout the day. No, <laughs> it is no. That's that. That's too much work for my food. I just <laughs> put it in my gullet. You know, I just want to eat it and chew it. But overall, yes, it is a yay for me. Yeah. See, it's, it's not the pr- it is a disgusting thing to watch people eat. I'm telling you right now, it is not a pretty thing to watch other people eat. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. let <laughs> let me comment that on that true. for a second. Yes. I have no problem yes. watching people eat a turkey leg, but I do have problems watching people share a turkey leg. To oh. me, that's disgusting, oh. <laughs> and that that grosses me out to no end. Watching a singular person just gnaw on that that leg. I have no issues at it what's all. But when I see families passing it back and forth or two people being cute and eating it off the same bone, yeah. I'm like, oh, it just makes my stomach turn. Like, I no longer want one now. You know, it's just maybe it's a germ thing for me. But, you know, like, uh, I don't like sharing food. You know, like, it is just kind of gross. Just a real quick story. Uh, I was a pescatarian for 10 years where I just eat nothing but fish. Fish was the only meat I ate. So, and this was partly when I lived in Austin, and when I would come to Disneyland, Sarah and I would, like, have our kids go off somewhere else because they were staunch, like, vegetarians and pescatarians, and we would buy a turkey leg, and we would, like, <laughs> hide around the corner, Secrets and we would just, like, now. eat it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we would just, like, eat and munch it. We'd go, oh, my God, it's so good. This is so fucking good. So, Brian, so, I, if you were to walk up on that, it would look pretty disgusting because Sarah gross. and I are, like, in a corner, like, ah, just eating this turkey leg. I also but, don't like the lady in the tramp scene where they're sharing spaghetti. But anyway, <laughs> if you're Tony's kids listening to the show, please send him mail for Tony to read off on the next week's show. So yes. I want to hear your thoughts. Olivia, (laughs) Alexis, please do that. All right. All right. right. Next question. Next question. So randomly, I got a notification on my phone uh, not too long ago saying that it was National Toilet Day. I didn't know that was a thing. Did you guys know that was a day? What? What? (laughs) Never heard of that. No, I have not. But I feel like I celebrate that day every day. Well, yeah, that's my question. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So on... There's a national average of how many visits a person does per day. So my question is going to be, are you guys over or under? Okay. The national average is six to eight times a day. Okay. <laughs> under. What the hell? Are you fucking kidding no me? What? Wait, wait a second. Wayne, where where did you get that info? And uh, a six day, to eight? Somebody yeah. goes into the bathroom to use the six toilet to- six to eight times a day. Yes. Oh, that is insane. That, oh, wait. No, that now that. They're including number one as well, right? Totally, totally. That is still insane. No, it's I not. mean they're talking adults, right? Not like yes, adults. Like, do these people have medical issues? Oh my god! <laughs> I'm like, but are oh you my over gosh. under that? I am under. Six I'm eight. way under. I am way under. I'm under five. Yeah. <laughs> um. No, honestly, I th- I think I'm on par. What's no six way. Six to eight? Six to eight, yeah. <laughs> if, if we're talking number one, yes. If we're talking number one, yes. There's no way I'm going six to eight times number two. No. There's no way. There's no way. that That's not possible. No. But You have your solid in number totality. two once a day and then maybe twice, you know, for the number one. And then, you, you know, I usually, no, I usually me, go before I go to bed, you know, just, you know, but... 
I think my I, wife does that every every night. You know, she gets up and goes to the bathroom several times a night. She's gonna kill me. Really, for I that. do too. I do too. I get uh, up every night, but that's because I drink a lot of water before I go to bed. Okay. So I have to say, oh, I'm definitely I'm not over. I am I am well, either well, on be, par or slightly under. To I, be fair, I, I'm I, in that six to eight range. I do dehydrate myself. <laughs> yeah, to be yeah, fair. I know, I know. <laughs> yes. We have talked about that in the yeah. past, Brian, offline. And yeah. I've told you hydration, hydration, I hydration. I it is key. I, I am not I'm not good at that. But yes, you know. Yes, I have to say I'm I'm on par. I'm okay. maybe slightly under. I might be five times, but I'm definitely in that range, six to eight times a day. I am okay. the below that. <laughs> <laughs> the more you know. By a lot. All right. Next question. <laughs> yes. Uh, in this still pandemic-ish time period, are you guys team handshake or team fist bump? I, I you know. I'm gonna sound like such to. an old guy, but I am so uh, handshake. Oh, Brian, you and I are on the same team. Dude. I am so like, like I the know. fist bump thing. Like, it, it just uh, like it seems okay, like... but it, I fist bump people that that I don't really care about. But if I want to make a connection to somebody, you know, like like I judge handshakes. You know, it's got to be a firm handshake, and you got to have that right class. Don't just hold my fingers. It's got to be that that full hand handshake. You know, like shake my hand like you mean it, like like you have respect for yourself. You know, don't just like give me the the little like like you're massaging my fingernails type thing. But uh, <laughs> you know, like shake my hand and mean it, and I will respect the hell out of you. But you know, um, I'm a handshake guy, and that's what sanitizer is for. So there you go. <laughs> Uh, you know, I cannot agree with Brian. Uh, I don't know about the. I, I do judge people by handshakes, but you know, to this point, I'm all about uh, more connection. And fist bump to me is just. Uh, I'll do it if uh, out of somebody's respect, but uh, I am handshake all the way. You know, to uh, me, if it were up to me, I would give like if I were making that connection with somebody and be like, I, I'm a I'm a guy that likes to hug, so I'm a hugger. But you know, I, I guess a handshake is is more. Uh, in this time, I, I'm more of a handshake guy. But again, that is dependent on what that person does. If they offer the handshake, then I'm going to go for it. I'm not going to offer it uh, instead because, again, I don't want to impose anything onto somebody else. But if they are the one that wants to reach out, then I will give them a handshake. And I do prefer the handshake over the fist bump. The fist bump is fucking lame, in right. my opinion. To me, the fist bump's like the head nod, right? Yeah, just like, hey. hey. Hey, yeah, uh, it's even lamer. Uh, than I acknowledge that, your. I no, no, no. Like, okay, wait, is, is the fist bump lamer right. than the el oh. the elbow? I understand that. Oh God, yes. Oh, uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. The oh. elbow is the lamest, dude. Right. The elbow is the yeah, fucking yeah. lamest. Then the fist bump. Yes. Okay. Yes. The the elbow is the lamest. Right. Then the fist bump. But I understand. You know, everybody's got their ways of doing yeah, things. I understand. I respect that too. all. I respect all. But I if I have to choose. Handshake all the way. Me too. Right. Personal choice, handshake, but you're right. You know, I'm inclusive. You know, head <laughs> nog, elbow jab, fist bump, you know, smack. Booty me. shake. That's right. Uh, head nod, yeah. Head nod, uh, right, right. All right, you know, right. Next, next question. Whatever. Next question. whatever. The hula hoop, um, uh, whatever. I'm all easy. Right. All right. When it comes to breakfast, are you guys preferred the breakfast sausage or chorizo? Breakfast sausage. Or chorizo. Oh, 
Oh. <laughs> sausage. Oh, my God. This is a hard one. Yeah, <sighs> sausage. Yeah. Sometimes mm. chorizos can be really spicy. Spicier than I want in the in the morning. I have to go chorizo. Uh, it's just, it, it's something I've grown up with. My dad would make chorizo and eggs, and uh, it's just a part of my life. Uh, I love it. But I, there is nothing better than some fucking sausage. Sausage in the morning. My uh, wife I loves think that it. Was, I, I think th- I think that was a clip. I think that was a soundbite for for Wayne for both of us. But but chorizo to me is just uh, again. I love it. I love it in potatoes. I love it in eggs. Uh, so chorizo um, by default because that is just something I grew up with. I continue to love to this day. So chorizo for me. All right. Next question. Yeah, I don't guys. have a problem with chorizo at all, but I prefer sausage. But All right. Well, next question. So in this cooler weather or cooling weather, do you guys prefer to wear a sweater or a flannel? Flannel. I like a sweater. I think I look, I look with, I've been growing out a beard and it is just wooly. And when I put on a sweater, I find that I look like Ernest Hemingway, and I like that look. I'm embracing who I am at my 48 years of age. I, You know what? I'm going to be Ernest Hemingway, so give me a sweater. A flannel is so 90s. A flannel is so grunge. I do wear a flannel, uh, but if I had to choose between the two, give me that sweater because I like that. I like that, that whole, uh, like I said, Ernest Hemingway thing that I'm going for that deep thinker. Yeah. Deep thinker, uh, writing a novelist, even though I don't fucking write shit. Uh, I just want that perception to be out there. Yes. A little, the snifter brandy. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And then my little cap that I have on my head. Yes. I am. I I give me a sweater every day. Sweater, sweater, sweater. I flannel. Flannel, flannel for me. I will be the brawny man. Call me a lumberjack. I don't care if I look like I'm walking out there like I'm about to chop wood. Brawny man? The brawny from the from the, uh, Dude, paper you're towels. More like the You're more like the belly man. Don't the give me the brawny man. man. Yeah, call, it is what it is. But anyway, yo, uh, but it's it's more outdoorsy, more, more my lifestyle, and yeah. I just prefer it. So, All right. Um, Touche. All right. <laughs> All right. I'm going to give you guys two specific coffee choices. Which one would you prefer? The K cup or instant? Instant. Uh, me, K cup. I like the K cup because I can then control how much water is let in and how much water is let out. The K cup to me, you have that option of, 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 I guess, flavor intensity, if you will. Uh, with instant coffee, I, I just don't, man, Folgers is just not my thing. Well, wait, wait, I, you, you can't control you know, the amount I, of water or the amount of grounds just, just in instant. Uh, instant? Yes, you can. But it you tastes like shit. Can. It tastes like shit. Here, it just tastes here, like here, shit. Thing. It tastes like, you know what, right, it, back right. to Wayne's other question, it tastes like number two. <laughs> okay. So then uh, six times a day? That's kidding. Then I would be over. If I drank the instant coffee, I would be over for... For environmental purposes, I really have tried not to oh. use K cups, and uh, wow, um, that's a yeah, it's something that my answer, my daughter and son and I are trying to be more environmentally conscious, 
And um, it's something that one I I've, I've not been a fan of K cups for a while, just because the the flavors and so I just I'm not a big snob when it comes to coffee stuff, but I do drink a lot of coffee throughout the day if that makes any sense at all. But I'm okay with the, as Tony says, the the Folgers, you know stuff. I'm I'm fine with that. I don't put in any sweeteners or anything like that. I don't make it all foo-foo-y and hyped up with sugar. I don't put any sugar in my coffee. I, I, I like it pretty simple. But the K-Cup, to me, there's a lot of environmental issues with it and how it, you know, um, you know, uh, decomposes and biodegrades and stuff. So I've just tried to, you know, just stay apart from it. And I don't want to make this a big preachy thing, but, but for those reasons, wow. I've just stayed away from K-Cups. I'm impressed, Brian. Thank you. Thank you yeah. for making me think about that next time I use my K-cup. And then I'll continue to use it. <laughs> right into anyway. the trash. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I go, oh, wow, look at that. Okay, thank you. wow, I should be better at at, uh, at at this stuff. But anyway. So, it Brian, just real quick note about instant. I'm not here a, to, to preach to anybody. So. There's a uh, brand of coffee uh, roasters named The Verge, and they make some pretty good instant coffee. So if you want to try something a little bit different. So food for thought. Okay. All right. Oh. All right. So, yeah. oh, I might um, check that out too. Last question, guys. All right. When it comes to chicken, do you guys prefer barbecued or fried? Oh gosh, <laughs> this is easy for me. I'm a fan of both, but I, I gotta say, this is kind of easy for me too. It's oh. barbecued for me. Oh, I, really? Yeah. Are you kidding me? No, I love a good barbecued chicken. Oh Absolutely. me, I, it's fried all the way. Fried, fried that fucking baby. I fried that oh, shit up man. to, to no that, end. That nice, uh, you know, like thick barbecue sauce, that little spice of the sweet barbecue. You know, I don't know. It's just like it's great. You know, with some grilled corn or you know whatever other veggies out there. You know, I even had it with rice. It's it's fantastic. I love the taste of barbecue chicken. Again, I if I have to pick, fried chicken is just amazing. I love fried chicken. Uh, that crispy skin, that just uh, when it's done right, it's just ah, oh, there's nothing like it on earth. It is so portable. It is so delicious. It's got texture. Barbecue chicken is good, but it it always hits one note, right? It's it's just it seems like there's no. Uh, I guess I, there is depth to it. There is a nuance to it, but uh, to I mean, me, like fried chicken be, can be dried out. You know, like if, oh. if you don't, if you want to pull it from the bone, you can make a, a barbecue chicken sandwich. You know, um, you know, yeah. just you kind of like shred yeah. it like pork. You know, it's just oh, there's just a lot you can do with it. I I enjoy it. I don't know. I just I, there's something primal about that, like the turkey leg. Primal. It's just like I love I Barbecue's love eating primal. that. <laughs> Right. No, but I just love like I just like they, sometimes with the, with that it's Wait, like how is that? if you barbecue yeah if you barbecue chicken sometimes you will get like a uh, uh, <laughs> shut up uh, you will get you will get this this the black kind of like char on it yeah and sometimes that char is just not it and then the chicken inside it just creates this kind of weird funkiness in it with uh, fried I don't know I just I like I. I just like fried. I, I get where you're coming from. I Brian. mean, I see your, fried's not bad. Point, it's not that I don't like fried because I do. But you know, if I had to choose, like like Tony, between the two, it would be barbecue. 
Okay, yeah. So I, I go fried chicken all the way, baby. Fried chicken. Thank you. Well done, guys. Tony, please close us out. Oh, wow. Jeez, we're already to this point of the, the show. Yeah. Man, that flew by. Uh, hey, uh, before we get going, Oren, hey, where can our fans find us on our social medias? Our fans can find us on Facebook at The Knowledge of Nothing. Instagram at The Knowledge of Nothing. And on Twitter at The Common One. And also, you know, word of mouth works too. So if you know some people, just put the word out there. And speaking of getting the word out there, if you want to contact us, you can do that at info at the knowledge of And we will get back to you when we can. Wow. Awesome, Oren. I love that. Yes. Please don't be afraid to share this show with your friends. Word of mouth is uh, great. So please share, 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 share the knowledge of nothing with your friends and family. Brian, before we take off, anything else that you want to say before we end the show? Yeah, this show seemed like it ended really quick. I mean, it was a lot of fun doing it, and time flies when you're having fun. Thank you to everybody who listens to the show. Thank you for your support. Please share the show uh, like Oren is saying. Um, I mean, that is the best compliment you can give us is if you recommend it to a friend or loved one or family or even somebody you hate. I'm really not picky. So just please, please, please (laughs) share the show. And thank you, as always, for your continued support. And stay safe out there. Thank you, Brian, for that. Thank you. And as always, folks, this has been the Knowledge Nothing podcast. And in closing, just a reminder, if you act like an ass, prepared to be spanked. This is the Knowledge of Nothing podcast. Thank you, and we'll see you next time. Now, would acting like an ass be like asking for a spank? <laughs> I guess it depends uh, yeah, I on your perspective. I guess it could go huh? uh, a bunch of different ways. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, I guess yeah. so. Yeah. Or if you're at the uh, Hofstra House uh, in Vegas. Oh, yes. I forgot yes. about the Hopper House. <laughs> yes, I've been oh, there. Oh, my God. Really? I got Oren. Beat your yeah, ass yeah, with that I, paddle? Yes. yes. Have you sh- done it? Yes. Did you do it? I, I yes. did it, too. So Oren, I, I got video of Oren doing it. Oh we need to put that God. on. And, and I, I got video of Tony. So. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <Oops>. Right? <laughs> Never mind. Right? I don't have any video of Oren doing <laughs> it. He hit a little harder than I expected. <laughs> yes, a lot harder than I expected. Right. The Hopper like, House. Oh, my God. It that cracked paddle. my back. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It gave me an additional butt crack. I now have four cracks in my ass. Four? My ass, yes. My ass is split into six. It is crazy. Just don't ever go to the hop house to get your ass spanked. Because, yes, you will come out uh, go there for the beer. (laughs) Yes, go and the good time and uh, all of that good fun stuff. And ziggy zaggy, ziggy zaggy. Oi, oi, oi. oi. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Wow, that was way too much information. <laughs> well, you know, a lot of ass talk here. So. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, and that explains <laughs> why I have to go to the loo. That's why I have to go to the loo six to eight times a day because I have six cracks in my ass. <laughs> oh shit! So it's really just counting for one, one for each crack. Yes, <laughs> yes. that's it. So that's I'm, all it is. I'm under. <laughs> what?